Always great to catch up with the member for the Central Wheatbelt and leader of the opposition, the Honourable Mia Davies. Good morning. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Excellent. We haven't caught up for a while because I've been away and you've been hitting the road pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've had a winter recess from Parliament, so we've been out and about on the road, um, taking advantage of not having to be in Perth at Parliament. Amir, um, you've been uh, you're, you've been travelling quite a fair bit, and you're on the road again this week. You're heading to Calberry and also to the northwest. Yes, that's right. Um, as leader of the Nationals, uh, we've got a by-election coming up, so I'm doing a little bit of travel into the electorate of Northwest Central, which starts in Calberry. So your listeners um, may recall that the local member there, Vince Catania, has uh, decided after 17 years to step down. Um, and we've got a great candidate up there, um, Merrimi Beard. She's a local pub owner. She's owned the Port Hotel with her husband for 20 years, um, pastoralist background, but been in the small business and tourism industry. So she's on the road, um, and I'm meeting her and others of our local members, and we're just doing some work through the Northwest Central before Parliament, uh, Parliament comes back on the 9th of August. Mia, speaking of beer, I see it's making the headlines this morning. Uh, apparently, we could be paying $15 for a pint because of a beer tax hike. Goodness me. Well, that'll put paid to <laughs> to the weekly supermarket bill, won't it? It's, uh, it's no joke, really, Terry. I mean, the inflation and uh, increases to cost of living is really putting the pinch on many households in Western Australia. And it's one of the reasons why the opposition called for the state government at the budget to freeze uh, the fees and charges they have in their control. So things like power and water, but also your car registration and your driver's licence, the ESL, so the emergency services levy that uh, some of us pay. Now, those are the things that are in control of the state government. They've got a $5.7 billion surplus and we didn't think it was unreasonable in such trying times for so many families to try and ease that burden. The government, of course, uh, did not do that. And uh, we see even haggling over increases to pay and um, bonuses for our public servants, many of whom have been on the front line. So there's a, a bit of pain in the community. And uh, what you talked about this morning is just going to pile on uh, a little bit more. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, another one has uh, come into the firing line. So beer is expected to rise significantly. Now, Mia, we haven't spoken about this since we last caught up, but of course, foot and mouth disease is a very big concern for the agriculture industry. It's uh, running rampant over there in Indonesia at the moment. And, um, of course, uh, some members of parliament have uh, probably not addressed it in the way they should have. No, we were pretty disappointed. Um, one, in the way that the state government has responded and federal government really too slow, given the significant impact it would have if we had an incursion of foot and mouth. But the comments from the Agriculture Minister, Alana McTiernan, and uh, a couple of weeks back were really disappointing and um, were probably the straw that broke the camel's back for the agricultural sector as a whole. They've sort of been at loggerheads with this minister um, since she became the Minister for Ag and really her priorities have been elsewhere and it's been very hard to build that trust with a minister that's supposed to protect and advocate and, uh, you know, made some flippant comments around the fact that it might uh, mean that meat and dairy prices would come down if we saw FMD coming into Western Australia. Now, she apologised, but the fact of the matter is that um, the the industry really just see that again and again and again from this minister, and she really needs to go. She's conceded that she's going at the end of this term, 
Um, it's time for a fresh set of eyes. There's plenty of people on the Premier's backbench and he needs to put someone in there that will be a, a, an advocate and a protector of the sector, which does so much for our community. And there's also been some measures put in place in regards to combating FMD. There's now some um, mats being installed as people arrive uh, in the international uh, area at the airport. Yeah, they have. Um, too late. Uh, you know, we, we welcome the fact that we finally got some of those um, barriers in place at our borders because the best protection we can have for our industry is to make sure it never gets into Western Australia. Our federal leader, David Littleproud, uh, has been calling for those mats for some time, was ridiculed by some in the federal government and um, others when he made that call initially, but now we find that it can be done. So we welcome that uh, and we want to see more money being spent on beefing up our biosecurity at our borders. Uh, you could spend $10, million, um, $10 billion even, <laughs> uh, to protect an $80 billion industry in Australia. And once it's in, we lose access to our markets uh, and we'd also have some really significant impacts here in Western Australia in terms of just dealing with the cleanup. Uh, and nobody wants to see that. So we need our federal and state Labor governments to be making sure they're paying attention to this. It's a really serious issue causing great anxiety for our agricultural sector and the communities that rely on it. Certainly, yeah, if it gets in uh, lucrative opportunities to do business with other countries, uh, it would deal with that a massive blow. Now, also, there was talk about having an air race in Northern. I spoke about this with Chris Antonio, but the government have said thanks but no thanks. Um, Shire of Northern wanted to get some funding happening, but uh, the state government wasn't forthcoming. Yeah, pretty disappointing, Terry. I mean, Northern and the Avid Valley have really built a great reputation um, through the ballooning and the businesses that have been here for so long. Um, supported by the Shire, we've got the Avon Descent coming up, so you've got these international um, level races being held and we're really good at hosting them. Great opportunity to bring huge numbers of people into the region and hopefully then flow on into the hinterland as well. Um, and for the want of a couple of million dollars, as I understand it, uh, Tourism WA and the state government said, no, we're not interested. Um, I just think that's an opportunity that's going wanting and we need to be doing everything we can to be bringing people not only into the state, uh, but also making sure that we're taking advantage of the things that we do really well. And in Northern, that's, and, and the Avon Valley in particular, we do um, aviation and aviation-related tourism really well. So the events that are going ahead, we're looking forward to the Avon Descent next weekend and, of course, be back to its full capacity, probably the biggest descent since 2019. And Mia, also show season on the way, uh, headlined by Darren Field, days at the end of the month. Yes, uh, we're heading into show season, which will be great opportunity for us to get out and about. And, um, you know, those community shows are really the centrepiece for many of our regional communities through the agricultural sector, through the agricultural region. So we'll, we'll be out there and making sure people can come and have a chat to us. Looking forward to the Darren Field Days and, of course, the Avon Descent, just a, a huge event. And, you know, COVID has impacted so many of these community events over the last two or three years. So, uh, all the volunteers will be getting geared up. We're so lucky to have them um, and wishing all the competitors very, very well as they uh, head into that uh, event. Yeah, can't wait for it inside the next couple of weeks, the Avon Descent. Now, Commonwealth Games are on at the moment, Mir, and a record has been broken overnight. Emma McKeon has become Australia's most successful Australian athlete at the Com Games. 11 gold medals now. Aren't they doing well? Oh, it's so exciting. You know, just watching 
these young and incredibly dedicated athletes um, doing so well on an international stage. It really lifts the spirits um, and, of course, there's more to come. But, you know, you just you just have to feel so proud for those people that have put so much effort in to get to that point in their careers. And they're just remarkable young individuals who are representing our nation on an international stage. Congratulations to them all. Australia getting off to a good start. So they've got 22 gold, 13 silver and 17 bronze, 52 medals all up. And they're top of the tree at the moment. And, you know, you compare that to an Olympic Games where we're sort of sitting you know, fifth or sixth against some of the heavyweights around the world, but they're not in the picture this time around. So Australia getting a nice uh, pathway to success. Yes, that's right. We punch above our weight, um, you know, when we're on those international stages um, in the Commonwealth Games, obviously, um, particularly when it comes to swimming, we've always done incredibly well. There's some giants uh, that have come through the ranks on that front. Um, I think it's why I've always been really, really committed to making sure that we've got access to all of those sports and training and opportunities for country kids in particular. Um, you don't get to, to sit at the top of the tree like you're seeing some of these athletes at the moment without the investment you get at the grassroots. And as a former sports minister, it was really important from my perspective to make sure we had as many kids being able to participate in sports, make it affordable. Uh, the kids sport program was something that we brought in when we were in government, which meant no kids should miss out because they weren't able to you know, make make the uniform costs or the uh, the registration fees. And I think there's the sorts of things that government could be doing to make sure that all of our kids get those opportunities to be future champions. Opposition leader and member for the Central Weebelt, Mia Davies, always great to have a chat. We're heading for 14 degrees this week, so make sure you stay Ooh. warm. Yeah, <laughs> stay warm, everyone. Thank you very much.